Chef Hugo Ortega is executive chef and co-owner of four of Houston, Texas' top restaurants and winner of Best Chef Southwest at the prestigious 2017 James Beard Foundation Awards. Ortega has been recognized locally, nationally, and globally for his inspirational story and his passion for sharing traditional Mexican cooking and culture. Ortega's American dream story started at Backstreet Cafe, a neighborhood bistro started by Tracy Vaught in 1983. He began his career in the restaurant business first as a dishwasher and busboy, and later as a line cook before graduating from the culinary school and later becoming Backstreet's executive chef. He and Vaught married, and together they have created an award-winning Houston restaurant family that also includes Hugo's and Caracol. Chef Hugo joins us in this episode of Let the Music Play podcast as we retrace his story an incredible rise to being known as one of America's premier chefs and how he pulls his inspiration daily from the beauty of creation that surrounds him. Hi, I'm Ashton Gustafson, and welcome to Let the Music Play. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Let the Music Play. And this is our 2017 fall sessions called Let the Music Play, to where we are talking to some of the world's most interesting people within the world of the culinary space. Today, we are joined by Chef Hugo Ortega. He is the executive chef and owner of four of Houston, Texas' most fabulous restaurants. This individual has an amazing story, um, and I just can't wait to get to know him, uh, bring him uh, to the forefront of our listeners, and let you guys know about some amazing things that he's doing in Houston, Texas. And with that being said, Chef, thanks so much for joining us. Ashton, good morning, and good morning to the audience. It's absolutely a pleasure to share uh, part of uh, my, my stories and, and uh, part of my music. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's what a wonderful opportunity. It always feels uh, great, Ashton, when uh, somebody uh, lets you uh, express your feelings and uh, see who you are and uh, that kind of stuff always feels good in the soul. Oh, yes. We, listen, uh, Chef, you are talking our language when you're talking about the soul and expressing your music. Um, that is who we are here, and that is the conversation we are happening, uh, wanting to have. For those that maybe haven't crossed paths with you before and aren't familiar with the restaurant scene in Houston, Texas, um, how do you introduce yourself and the work you do in the world? Well, my name is Hugo Ortega, and um, uh, I came to this, uh, to this uh, wonderful uh, country um, at the age of 16 in a beautiful spring uh, on the fall, uh, beautiful spring day, excuse me, in 1984. And um, I never looked back, uh, Ashton. I, meaning, you know, I, I came over here uh, with nothing in my pocket and, and uh, I just want to live the American dream and, and so, you know, it's been an incredible run. And, and uh, I, I thank uh, Houston and the entire state of Texas for being, uh, you know, so kind to me. Hmm. Now, I've done some background and some research. And correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but in 1994, you, you come to Houston. And uh, eventually that leads you to a restaurant called Backstreet, where you begin just washing dishes. Is that correct? That's correct, Ashton. That was a, a the turning point of my life, and um, a, you know, once again, one stone on a, a what I am today, 
definitely uh, I had the great opportunity to come here and uh, wash dishes and from time to time uh, steal a piece of cheesecake from, uh, <laughs> our, from our wonderful uh, uh, chef at the time, Lynn, uh, which, you know, that's another great story. She She's from uh, Vietnam and uh, she came on the boat, you wow. know, those people back in the in the early 80s. And um, so the cheesecake, it was just uh, something uh, unbelievably uh, rich and wonderful. The, um, you know, from time to time when I was uh, washing the, the, the molds where we uh, bake the cheesecake, you know, those crumble taste like heaven. So <laughs> one time I cannot help it and I just stole a piece. And of course, she knew exactly what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. And, and so you start washing dishes at Backstreet and you meet Tracy Vaught. Tell me what happens in that moment. Um, well, I, you know, at the moment that I, I saw Tracy, uh, you know, something uh, enlightened me. And uh, I was, uh, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, so, um, I would say attractive to her. You know, uh, she, she was just... Uh, a wonderful person and uh, and uh, you know I, I i just uh you know i just love her from the first second that i saw her hmm. <laughs> and and she was the owner of backstreet at this time correct uh, I, at the time i i thought that i don't know what to think i thought that she was the manager or but you know <laughs> her, her figure was very um uh, truthfully uh, you know important important yeah. Uh, to me and uh, anyway you know it was a it, it was a, a wonderful day in my life wow and so eventually you you meet tracy at backstreet and you guys get married correct we did uh well uh, you know a lot of things happens between um, the time that i met here and then uh, um, the time we got married uh, we day for many years um we got married in a beautiful uh, uh May uh, 19, uh, 1994. And uh, so, you know, it, w it was just an amazing uh, day in my life. Wow. And so, 1984, you, you show up to Houston. Uh, you eventually meet Tracy at Backstreet. You start work uh, working where you're washing dishes. You move up uh, the line in the kitchen space. And then I think you eventually go into culinary school. Is that right? Uh, I did. I did. Uh, Tracy made a great offering to me, and uh, she asked me this. Yeah, I was interested interesting in enrolling myself in the Houston um, uh, Community College Culinary Program, and I told it, of course, you know, and uh, one of the great things that I recommend for immigrants up there that don't speak um, much English or not English at all, mm. to always say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Always say yes. That's the secret. That's the secret. Oh, my goodness. And so you showed up to Houston, and, and you did not speak English, correct? What was that? Did, I didn't hear the you, when, when you showed up to Houston, you did not speak English, correct? Oh, no. It was not, you know, not a world, not a world of uh, English. Yes. Uh, wow. You know, they're good, they're good willing and, and uh, you know, try to be the best person I can possibly be and just looking for opportunity. Yeah. 
Wow, what a beautiful story. So 1984, you meet Tracy, uh, you're working at Backstreet, you enter culinary school. Next thing you know, uh, Backstreet Cafe is something that you are a part of. Hugo's, Caracol, uh, the, the list goes on about all of these things. And, you know, recently you become the James Beard Award winner for the best chef in the Southwest United States. I mean, this is this is a story that that is just beautiful from from start to finish. Um, when did you know that that the art of cooking had something for you? It seems like you have beautifully brought that inner child that you you had in Mexico, and and it has stayed with you uh, throughout all of these different seasons and places that you've created uh, for your art to be displayed. Um, you know, Ashton, I believe uh, many of us uh, have, in some shape or form, somebody who will shape your life, you know, for the rest of um, your existence. Mm. And, um, uh, you know, I thank my uh, grandmother, uh, Delia, in the mountains in, in Oaxaca. Uh, I went to live with her from the age seven to uh, 13 or so. And uh, she definitely, um, uh, you know, was <clears throat> more than my grandmother. She was my mentor, and uh, she taught me how to work the land. She taught me how to respect the land. Mm. And then she also taught me how to collect from the land. So um, uh, with that saying, you know, everything was around our work, and a work in the land who gave you so much, mm. who give you so much on a daily basis. So um, I learned how to uh, mill the cows, how to make cheese, how to uh, um, uh, harvest corn, how to make tortillas, masa, uh, you know, those wonderful things that in Mexico at the time, um, it just was a, a cycle. Mm. What I mean by that is, uh, you work the land in uh, uh, this way. In the in the May around May, you beginning to uh, cultivate the corn, and then by September, you get the first corn um, uh, cups, and then uh, the cycle begins again. And like that, in the summer, for example, we have plenty of watermelons, but didn't have watermelons in winter. So we just work with a cycle of a um, uh, the season uh, yeah. through, through the year, and that's how how we live. Wow! So whatever the land produces, that that yeah. is what you choose to put on the plate. Absolutely, actually, I, I forgot to tell you that we didn't have electricity, and we were about you know uh, twelve hundred people in that village in the wow. you know right the line board line line board with Oaxaca and Puebla in the top of the mountains. Wow. And I forgot to tell you also that I was a goat herder, so I have about 300 goats to my uh, care. And um, so that, you know, I like went deep into my own. And, and uh, from time to time, I feel absolutely alone, you know, on top of the mountains, hmm. uh, my goats and I. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So 13, 14 years old, you have 300 goats uh, that, that you are um corralling you're learning the the beauty and the art of the seasons your grandmother is 
holding your hand and showing you the way. Um, tell, tell me, did, did she inspire some of these recipes that maybe you use today? I, I think I saw an interview once where she, she maybe taught you just how to cook by sight and feel. There, there wasn't measuring. There wasn't, you know, a cup of this and a half a cup of that. It was, it was all feel. It was really a soul-based way to prepare food. There is that in much, um, you know, she um, was a wonderful person, very strong, um, about five nine, uh, very um, uh, diligent to what she knew, mm -hmm. uh, uh, tremendous character, you know, she didn't, never was afraid of anything, she just uh, keep on going and uh, a strong will and you know, a wonderful, wonderful experience just to be on, on, you know, to share those beautiful years and and learn so much from her and, you know, respect, you uh, respect so much, you know, her character. Yeah. So, so a lot of what she taught you is still with you today. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, of course, when I came to America, I put all those wonderful memories in a little box and uh, they were there, you know, they were part of my existence. And um, who we knew that um, around six, 16 uh, years ago, Hugo's is going to be, uh, uh, it just uh, was an anniversary. We opened in a beautiful 4 of July at Hugo's 16 years ago. So, uh, I remember the first day that we contemplating and Tracy asked me the question, we, why you don't cook your, uh, your home cooking, you know, the, mm -hmm. the food that you ate with your grandma and the mountains and all that. And I, I was very afraid, you know, mm -hmm. I, I was very afraid because um, uh, the respect and, um, and uh, uh, you know, the, the so complete, the, 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 the cuisine of Mexico and, uh, the cuisine uh, that I learned from my grandma I and mean, those wonderful uh, years, you know, the, for example, the, she tossed her cocoa beans in a, in a clay comal and then she got in her knees and, and uh, ground the cocoa beans in the metate, you know, and uh, then I saw that wonderful uh, black um, liquid, uh, you know, after grounding for, for so long, right. uh, turned the bean into chocolate. <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that, that was, that was something so, so amazing. So when I had the opportunity to open Hugo's, you know, of course I felt right, that responsibility and I, I was afraid, but you know, like everything in life, uh, she was right there and uh, she told me, you can do it. You know, mm. my grandma say, uh, it's time for you to do it. So I, you know, I opened that little box of memories, and and I never looked back. <laughs> oh, man, I'm just covered in chills. I love this so much. So, so Hugo's is really kind of your you're paying respect to your grandmother. I mean, was that is when you say that little box that you opened at Hugo's? Um, do do you think of her when you think of that restaurant? Oh, I think. Uh, Ashton, I think of her every every second, you know, mm -hmm. and um, she's like right here, you know, close to my ear, telling me, "Don't screw it up." <laughs> <laughs> she's always there with you. I love she's it. She's always there, you know. She's always here. So wow. I'm not alone. I I with her, and and so it's it's been a it's you know it's been wonderful. Wow, wow. So um, you've you've probably seen 
a lot of change. I mean, I, I can't imagine coming to a country, coming to a new country, not knowing the native language in that country, um, starting to wash dishes, and then this journey that you've had um, to James Beard saying, hey, this guy, this guy is the best chef in the Southwest United States. I mean, this is such an amazing story to tell. What have, what have you seen um, that's, that's changed over the years in the culinary space? You, you mentioned uh, cooking with the seasons. It seems like chefs are waking up to, um, you know, we need to be putting on the plate what the land is producing today. Um, strawberries in December is not a realistic thing. Um, what, what have you seen that's changed over the years in the culinary space? Um, well, I, actually, I have seen a lot of things, but first of all, I, I truly respect, um, you know, what this country have to offer. Mm -hmm. And I truly respect is my country now, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the principles where I stand and the opportunity to give to immigrants like myself, the, you know, there is an equal opportunity for all of us. Um, so that, with that saying, uh, you know, I, I am amazed at the bounty of this country mm. have, you know, and and what it is, and uh, there will be only one America and only one, you know, where 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 dreams uh, come true. Mm-hmm. So America is is beautiful land, it's a beautiful place, and and uh, we need to take care of it. So how do you um, now that you're over thirty years into uh, this profession, how how do you keep your passion for food fresh? It it seems like you you're evolving. Your your music is evolving. The the way you express yourself in each of these concepts is evolving. How how do you keep that that passion fresh? Oh, it's it's something that is a, a, so unique, and I think I shown creativity. Creativity is what what keep me going and what should keep going um, uh, in my view you know many other chefs we we have to create mm-hmm. you know there, there is now other other way around we have to create we're responsible for to innovate you know we're responsible for to create a new dish to develop a new flavor to understand um, what pepper is more spicy than the other uh, why is that I mean, there is so much that is up there that we need to respect and be aware of it. But the most important for me is um, creativity. It's Mm. it's what keeps me going. So talk to me about creativity. Where do you you find, where do you look for creativity? How, How do you notice when the world and the universe is bringing you things? Uh, when when um, you need to say, I need to create something from nothing here. Where where do you go for that creativity? Well, uh, you just look around. You know, you just uh, for example, <laughs> for me, um, down the street, uh, my neighbor have this this incredible um, uh, fig tree. Hmm. So about eight years ago, I went over there and I say. Do you be kind enough to give me, you know, a few figs from from your tree because you know. Uh, you have so many. Yeah. My neighbor said, of course, you know, of course. And, and, and then I asked her eventually, she can uh, give me a little uh, 
is uh, proud of the of the tree because you know I would like to plant one in my in my in the parking lot at yeah. Hugo's. Yeah. And she said, sure. So you know from that you know from that conversation that I have uh, uh, now I have a, a beautiful fig tree in the parking lot at Hugo's and every summer um, I make a, a fig a, a molly make out of, of figs, mm. fig molly. Um, the other thing is, um, I remember uh, the squash blossoms in the summer in in Mexico, right? They they grow wild with the with the, on the cornfields and the squash. So I have a friend; they have a, a little parcel not far from Houston. And so one time I asked her, I say, "Do you be interested to cultivate a squash blossom for for me?" And then she said, "Sure." So about ten years ago. Matter of fact, this summer was the 10th anniversary that we did a squash blossom menu at Hugo's. And out of that, um, you know, I have done a squash blossom menu since then at Hugo's. And this summer, I got the opportunity to make a squash blossom molly at Sochi. Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, it's uh, the Bougainvillea also. Ashton, uh, it grows wild here in the south. So. Yeah. Um, I, I learned with the, with the bougainvillea flower, you can make salt. So I make salt with bougainvillea flowers, and, and uh, then we, we scotch the, the, um, the glass uh, for a mixed drink. Yeah. And, the, and then I, I use that salt to season the ceviches at the restaurants. So I take it the salt has to be a vibrant color, isn't it? It is. It's a. It's a beautiful, a pink, pink color. It's not a Mexican pink. It's a. It's much, much beautiful than Mexican pink. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so you look, you look in the neighbor's yard and you see a fig tree. You, you, you talk to a friend with a field of blossoming squash. You take note of the bougainvillea and you, you turn it into salt. You're, you're saying that the world is talking to us all the time, and it's saying use me let's create something together absolutely yeah it's a it's a responsibility that we all have mm. and we have to come together sooner or later wow bougavilla salt my mother's gonna love that by the way she's she 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 loves pointing out the bougavillas um oh that's so beautiful so um i, I want to shift the conversation a little bit um, out of a guy like me who's just asking questions about the industry, but maybe for people that are actually in the industry, um, for like maybe new young chefs that are either just starting their careers or thinking about moving into this space, um, what's essential? What, like, what do you know after three decades is essential for a young chef to know and be aware of when they enter, when they enter into the culinary arts? Yeah. Um, well, um, you gotta earn. You gotta earn what, um, what, what you know. Where you wanna be in it in a in a decade, you gotta you gotta earn it. Hmm. Without saying is that you have to figure out how you know uh, uh, how, uh, uh, and then uh, you know navigate through that and 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 eventually get there. It's it's, it's not going to be given to you. No, n- n- I don't think so. 
is uh, one way or the other, at some point, uh, you're going to feel, you know, this uh, responsibility square in your shoulders. Mm. Um, uh, and if you don't feel that, then something is wrong. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, it's just the, the, way, the way I see it. So they need to be committed. They, they do. They, they do. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, today you see uh, many people change careers and that, but doesn't matter. You change careers, you, you, you know. The you have to go earn it there too. Yeah, the responsibility is going to be there and you got to earn it too. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something uh, important, I think. Hmm. Now, how do you shift between being the chef and also being an owner of the business? Does Tracy help you with this or talk to someone that's maybe thinking about starting a restaurant, but they aren't a chef? What What are the things they need to be aware of before they you know? Ashton, one of one of the greatest the greatest things about uh, Tracy and I and our team is that um, I passionately have the freedom, uh, and I and I hope the you know the up and coming chefs and the chefs they going uh, cooks or people enrolling in the culinary school. I hope that they they have the same uh, you know the same uh, freedom that I have. What I mean by that is. I have the freedom to just do what I love to do, and that is to be the cook, the best cook that I can be. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when it comes to financials and, and uh, how the business works, you know, that's, that's Tracy's thing. You know, she understands that. Uh, she understands the policies that go behind the scenes. She understands the responsibilities and uh, how we want to do um, manuals and how we want to be better. And we are not uh, perfect by, the, by any means, but, you know, we, we try to be, um, we try to do the best job as possible. So those are two different worlds, two different conversations. The, the chef and the, re- the restaurateur, the owner of the business, um, those are really two different things. And if someone tries to wear both of those hats, it can... It can be a little bit confusing. Yeah, it, it can. I think it can. Um, you know, and of course, it's wonderful. The the I don't have to uh, worry about financials or about money. You know, because I'm not good at it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to turn Bougainvillea into salt. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know how money works. You know, I, I very stupid when it comes to that. <laughs> I I only know how to spend it here and there, but. <laughs> I don't know how you earn it. So, but, you know, it, 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 it don't work to me, I think, you know, to, hmm. to understand how money works. Yeah. Wow. So, um, I, one of, I'm super excited about asking you this. So six years, you are James Beard finalist, semifinalist and finalist. And, and then this year, you're awarded best chef in the Southwest U.S. Um, what did that feel like? What What was that moment like for you? Well, it's, it's definitely a, Ashton a, a you know a wonderful feeling. Um, uh, but you know, I I went over there representing um, uh, my city. You know, representing my my coworkers. Yeah. Representing um, you know the the wonderful cuisine that I part of it. 
and also representing the you know my country i you know i would not be here if i don't have the great opportunity to come here and to give my my very best um day in and day out hmm. so um, i i very thankful for all that uh, the the medal being a james b just a cherry in the you know how they say in america yeah, cherry. cherry on top yeah <laughs> <laughs> You know, and um, at, at, at that point, uh, you know, to be nominated six times, um, uh, of course you endure, you know, and uh, if uh, you don't, if I was thinking uh, the six nomination, if I don't win it, it don't matter that thing to me. Hmm. What it matters is that I've been nominated and uh, I don't stop uh, dreaming and uh, I don't never stop working and I, I will never was disappointed not winning it before. Mm-hmm. Um, I continue to work and uh, new opportunities begin to arrive. And, and uh, that, that is how I look, uh, you know, at, at that moment. Yeah. Wow. I love your humility. Um, so what, what are you dreaming into next? I mean, you, you, you're now, I mean, this is a global recognition. Um, you've, you've established this portfolio of restaurants uh, you've you've expressed these interior, let's just call it your your internal music has been expressed now in multiple restaurants. Um, what are you dreaming into next? What's currently keeping you curious as as you evolve into who you're meant to be? Well, uh, first of all, I like to invite to an up and coming chefs. I have this uh, beautiful uh, bistro. American cuisine that we call in Backstreet, and um, it's all and um, uh, the kitchen is, is very, <laughs> very small and difficult to work. Yeah. Uh, so I, to the up and coming chefs, please come by and help me out. You know, <laughs> um, I, I, I need to find, uh, you know, the next. Uh, if somebody wanna find the dream, you know. Yeah. The next Hugo. And, yeah, kind of come and help me out, and, and uh, let's figure it out. Wow. Um, and, and of and of course, uh, you know, for to continue um, a grow, you have to have great people, and uh, I always grateful to all my friends and co-workers, and and um, uh, if I find another opportunity to do something, I always will remember all the wonderful dishwashers they are washing dishes. Um, in every kitchen, and and, uh, I, and now we do it definitely for them yeah. first and foremost, um, because that's the person that uh, yeah. you know represent this industry, um, the way the way the road way, you know the way yeah. the, the the way where the battle line is. Let right. me say it that way. Right, man. Can I come to Backstreet and wash dishes with you one day? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see this. I would absolutely love you know, to spend... uh, one, of the, one of the great things uh, I stand to work in this uh, beautiful industry is that the you will not be hungry again. <laughs> you know, once, you, once you step in the kitchen and, and uh, you wash dishes, I mean, you know, the, the, this industry is so giving you, there is always plenty of food and hmm. plenty of opportunity. Hmm. I, I love your awareness to the word of uh, 
like abundance and bounty. I, I love how you use those words when you think about um, you and your work and your industry. It's it's so beautiful to hear that in your voice and, and your awareness of just how abundant uh, really the opportunity of, of America is. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Ashton, it's a, it's a whole continent. You know, just it's just uh, absolutely. Some, some uh, chefs come here and... Um, and um, all cooks and uh, say, oh, I have a chef, I have a trouble how to prepare the special today. And I say, my God, just go outside and uh, think about it. Uh, <laughs> you know, America is your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Go look at your neighbor's fig tree and figure it out. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and then I say, you know, it's not about you getting so uptight. Just mm. go outside and... Um, look at the parking lot and then uh, you're going to see something and then uh, they inspire you or, you know, uh, just about a mile from here in each direction, you will see corn. Mm-hmm. You know, some neighbors just outside of the uh, loop, they they grow their own corn in their, in their back, backyard, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they, I know what is coming, you know, by the end of August, September is when um, the baby corn or we call it elotes. Elotes. Yeah, is the corn when it's a, a form. Uh, so it's a time of uh, cut those and a, and, a, and a simmer those. And then you put mayonnaise and a, a salt. And, uh, you can put uh, the uh, bougainvillea salt, the, the, the helote, which looks beautiful. Wow. And then a little bit of pepper. Uh, that's one thing. The other is you can um, cut your, your grains from the corn cup and... Um, made tamales, the famous mm. tamales de elote. Wow. So, anyways, Man, I have to get to Houston and come experience your restaurant. Sure, Ashton. Uh, you know, it'd be a, it'd be a, a pleasure to tour you around and uh, to show you my beautiful city. Oh, we have to do that. We have to do that. If uh, question, what what is your favorite meal to prepare? Um, well, uh, you know, it's, it's very simple, Ashton, for me. Uh, of course, when I at home, I like to, uh, you know, uh, be uh, be at the moment. Mm-hmm. But to me, uh, it's about simplicity. You, I have three ingredients, for example. I have to make something wonderful out of three ingredients. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Uh, so I always try to keep it simple and enjoy it. Yeah. I think the, the I think what we for, forget from time to time is just enjoy the company more than than uh, you know get so so wrapped up with with uh, you know with twenty ingredients. It's right. not about that. You know, life is so fast. That I think it's the opposite. You should just be on the moment. Uh, uh, you know, do something with the as few ingredients as possible and then have a rich conversation. I think that's mm. the, that's the way it should be. You and I are cut from the same cloth, Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are a brother from another mother. Uh, I am I am with you. It's about presence. It's the moment. It's the conversation. Um, three ingredients can make something pretty special. Wow. Yeah, wow. There, there is no doubt. There is no doubt. So as we kind of wrap up this conversation, um, man, what a beautiful story. So inspiring. What, what advice, 
knowing what you know today, what, what advice would you give to your younger self? Uh, can you repeat the question? Actually? Yeah, yeah. So, so knowing what you know today, um, what advice would you give to your younger self? If knowing what you know in 1984, what what would Hugo today tell Hugo in 1984? Well, um, you know, if, if there is something after uh, actually I can uh, talk to that stupid guy, you know, when when I came over here. I could say, you know, uh, you should have went to the school and 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 graduate from uh, you know high school and least and um, I should have thanked so many so many things, right? Um, mm -hmm. But uh, like the great philosopher say, you know, for you to be savvy, you have to be older and. Uh, when a younger person, it will always be a stupid, right? You yeah. cannot be younger and be savvy and the opposite. Yeah. It's okay <laughs> so, to be naive when you're young. Wisdom comes yeah, with age. Yeah, it, it, it is right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I can say something to that. Hugo that came here is that, um, you know, should, should have been uh, going to a school and, and, and uh, you know, finish high school and least or something like that. But I think it all turned out pretty beautifully. Uh, it's it's been a it's, it's been a uphill Ashton and um and uh, but uh, you know we hear and uh, that's what it counts. Wow. Well, Hugo, on on behalf of all of us, um, thank you for living a beautiful story and thank you for your generosity and and sharing some time and energy with us today. We send peace and love to you and Tracy. Um, can't wait to come see you guys soon. Uh, would you encourage our listeners, if they want to follow you, chefhugoortega.com. That's the best place to probably find information on you, your cookbook, and restaurants. Uh, sure. I, I'm sorry. I was, uh, I was daydreaming. What, what, what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, so I just want to make sure that uh, chefhugoortega.com is, is the best website. Um, for sure. us. Yeah, yes. And um, can I say the, the last the one last thing, Ashton? Please, please. Please, uh, uh, listeners and uh, uh, friends, and just embrace this wonderful America. It's a beautiful country, and Sunday we made you proud. Wow, wow. We are one together. Let's let's unify and let's make something beautiful. Wow. Chef Hugo Ortega, so thankful for you. Um, stay curious. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, you're an inspiration to me. I know you're going to be an inspiration to many people. And I'm going to take you up on two things, washing dishes and a, and a tour of the city of Houston with you. Oh, uh, absolutely. Ashton, and, uh, uh, you know, please come by and, and, and let me know. And I'll be... I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> okay, my friend. Grace and peace. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Okay, sir. Same, like, same here. Thank okay. you. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Our goal at Let the Music Play podcast is to bring as much insight and inspiration to the world that we can. And by leaving a review, you will help us in doing our little part in making the world tune up to a great, big, and lovely song.